Hello, everybody. I am Legal Man. Welcome to the show. We're going to have a good time together. I am America's most trusted lawyer. And as always, that's not saying much. (laughs) I have been a lawyer for 30 years and I've kind of figured out all the different scams they pull on people. And I like to talk about them. I like to tell people about them. And people normally they don't even believe it because it's so outrageous. But it's all true. And if they don't want to believe it, they don't have to believe it. Today's episode is going to be about whether or not the 14th Amendment was ever actually ratified. I know people go, who cares? I don't like history. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about it because we just had this ridiculous Supreme Court case that came out that basically says that you, if you're an employer, you can't fire someone for being trans. So basically, if somebody wants to be a receptionist and they want to start dressing up as a uh, man or a man wants to start dressing up as a woman, you can't fire them. You're required to keep them as the face of your business. And there's a million other ways this is going to become impossible to work, but it's just a classic example of the kind of tyranny that the court rains down on everybody. And it's interesting because just a couple of uh, episodes ago, I showed you how the Supreme Court opinions are not law. They aren't the law of the land. They're just something that apply to those people. But everybody is seeing now that they're treated as though they are law. And there's absolutely no question about it. The only questions are like, well, what can we do now that they've done this? (laughs) Uh, There's no analysis of why is this the law? Why would anyone ever agree to this? So what does the 14th Amendment have to do with this transgender case? Well, the way the civil rights acts even purport to have any kind of authority is through the 14th Amendment. And the 14th Amendment is the due process clause, as they refer to it in legal circles. And it basically just creates an incredible amount of mischief. Federal government has taken over more and more and more of everybody's private life through the supposed application of the clause in that 14th Amendment. So if the 14th Amendment's no good, then all this legislation that flows from it is all junk as well. And that's why it's important to talk about. It's why people should know about it, because they're implementing this entire sort of 1984 control system as a result of this uh, due process clause in the 14th Amendment. And just by way of a very small additional amount of background for these uh, supposed civil rights acts, in 1962, sodomy was a felony in every single state. Okay, every single state. And as a side note, in 1779 in Virginia, sodomy was punishable by death. And Thomas Jefferson attempted to try to get that reduced down in the Virginia legislature to a maximum penalty of castration. (laughs) And he failed. This gives you an idea of how preposterous this opinion is, how truly ludicrous and game-changing this idea that the Supreme Court can simply make this stuff up and claim that it is, quote, constitutional law now. It's utterly asinine. So now that we have the background for how we got to this point, I want to show you how completely bogus the ratification of the 14th Amendment actually was. Okay, set the stage. The war ends in April. At the end of June, the southern states are declared back in the Union and everything's supposedly honky-dory. 13th Amendment, which is the one that ends slavery, 
Okay, that's ratified. So that's put away. The 14th Amendment is not about slavery. Okay, it's just not. It's about government control and power. Okay, so the 13th Amendment was ratified. And in fact, seven southern states ratified it, voted yes to ratify it. That thing's out of the way. The southern states uh, elect some congressmen and, and senators in that fall, and they're going to get seated in December. And what happens when they arrive? The northern states vote to keep them from being seated. That's right. The way the Constitution works, it just takes a simple majority to refuse to seat a member of Congress or the Senate. What they did was the North got together since they had a majority, and they simply voted to prevent the entire block of Southern congressmen and senators from being seated. <laughs> 22 senators, 58 congressional representatives, none of whom were seated. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that the federal government was all about, okay? This is why the South had left anyway. They had no hope. They, they have no power. They, everything they do just gets crushed. Now, before you can get a constitutional amendment, one of the ways is that you have to have two-thirds of both houses of Congress have to vote to send it to the states, okay? So that's what has to happen. Well, they knew that if the southern states were seated, okay, they weren't going to agree to this amendment because it's, it's a load of crap. And so they refused to seat them. And then they knew that they would have two thirds. Okay, so already look at this incredible scammery that's going on. <coughs> Who the hell agrees that if you simply vote to keep them out, that that's somehow a two thirds of both houses? This doesn't make any damn sense. It's so ridiculous on its face that really you wouldn't need to know anything else about this, except that it was sent to the states after they kept 11 of the states from having any representation. It's just, it's, it's so far from a representative government, it's absurd. And yet, have you ever heard this? No, of course not. No one's ever told you this. You never read this anywhere. It's completely hidden. But that's how it started. Then they take a head count in the Senate and they realize, crap, we don't even have the two-thirds. We're missing one vote. We can't get the two-thirds out even after blocking them all. And the big thing here is that the Constitution, the Holy Constitution, requires more votes to kick somebody out than it does to not seat them. It takes two-thirds to kick them out. Well, they didn't have two-thirds of the people who were willing to kick this guy out from New Jersey who was going to be another no vote. So what'd they do? <laughs> they just ignored it and kicked him out anyway. All right, so after they ignore that, kick the guy out, they vote out resolution, I think it was number 48 it was called. That's the 14th Amendment resolution sent to the states, okay? I mean, just look at all the ridiculousness that's already gone on. So they send it out. Well, it requires three quarters of the states to approve it. Well, guess what? There's 37 states, 11 are Southern, and you didn't even give them a seat in the Senate or the House. How do you think they're going to vote on anything you send them? <laughs> they're going to vote no, okay? So as soon as you get 10 no votes, okay, it doesn't pass. That's it. 10 no votes meant that you could not get three quarters. So what happened? Well, about 18 months later in March of 1867, you had the 10th vote saying, no, we're not going to do it. So the 14th Amendment failed. That's it. What happened next was Congress passed Reconstruction. 
Yeah, that's why they teach it in that super crazy, impossibly confused manner, because it's utterly illegal and laughable. So with Reconstruction, what Congress then did was send in military governments, <laughs> military governments, into all these southern states. They forcibly removed the duly elected state representatives that were sitting in their state houses, put in a union military government in there, and then those governments voted and changed their vote to yeses. <laughs> so, so that's where you get the, quote, yes votes. Stop telling me about my vote and my vote matters, my constitution, and all this other stupid crap people run around saying. Look at what's going on. Look at that. That's how much the federal government gives one crap about your vote, your rights, or anything else. If you don't do what they say, they will come down with a military and burn you out. Once they've burned you out and you're back in and they force you back in, then if you still don't do what they like, then they will send down military governments down, kick out your own government, and put them in. Well, so much for the constitutional requirement to assure a Republican form of government to each of the states. That's out the window. <laughs> they just put a military one in. Can you get your mind around the insanity that's going on here? This is what supposedly we're told was this fantastic constitution and the rights. And think about every law that flows from this 14th Amendment. Just think about all that crap. This is what the foundation looks like. It gets even worse, if you can imagine, and that is that during the time that this insanity was going on, other states were getting worried. They're looking at thinking, man, at any time, that could be us. And so four states withdrew their previous yes and said, no, nah, we're not on board anymore. Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, and California, they all said, no, nah, we're out. This is bogus. This is ridiculous. This is way out of control. Now, they still don't have the votes. <laughs> they still don't have the votes. It's a what to do. Well, it's simple. Congress simply passed a resolution claiming that it had been ratified and ordered that it be entered as such. <laughs> That's it. That's how we got the 14th Amendment. It's just hard to even wrap your head around it. That's what went on. And remember, those states that had already voted no and they changed them to yes... Well, guess what? When Congress passed this sort of resolution declaring it must, it must be entered onto the record, they also declared that you can't change from a yes to a no. Because remember the four states? <laughs> so they put in this sort of heads I win, tails you lose deal where you can vote yes, you're locked in. If you vote no, then you can change your mind. <laughs> It really is just mind-bending when you look at the facts and the reality and you ignore the complete lies that you're told day and night. My God, just think about all the stuff you're told and all the people who, who sign up for the military and fight and die and talk about the freedom and the justice and the vote and all this other crap. Look at what actually goes on when you look at the details. Now think back to all the different people you've trusted, conservative, constitutionalists, all these bogus people. Do they ever tell you something like this? No, they don't. Do they talk about it? No, they don't. They never talk about the things that matter. They keep everybody in a crazy, silly box. But that's the reality of the 14th Amendment. There is absolutely no way in hell anybody can claim that thing is legitimate. It's not even close. 
And it doesn't matter whether or not it's been around for 150 years. Who cares? So what? It's invalid. It's just so much more tyranny. It needs to be cleaned out entirely. All the laws that are based upon it. And just think, Supreme Court justices, they all know all of this crap. They know all of this. It's not, that's nothing I'm telling them that's some new thing. But guess what? They ignore it. They don't bring it up. They don't require the government prove anything. They're not there to protect us. Okay? They're not there to protect us. So what about the Holy Supreme Court back then? What did it do? Why didn't it step in, right? What happened? Well, guess what? They said not justiciable. <laughs> not justiciable. Oh, it's not justiciable, okay? Which just is a fancy way of saying we're not touching this. <laughs> this is something they have to decide. So it sounds like they're being very holy. And of course, this is another thing I discussed, I think is in episode two, when I talked about standing. It's another thing I've already talked about, justiciable, oh, use it here and there. Well, guess what? That very same Supreme Court, just a few years later, in a case called Texas v. White, had no problem at all wading in on the fact that the Texas vote to leave the union, okay, when they actually had their own actual representatives, not some military government, when their actual representatives voted to leave the union, the Supreme Court had no problem at all wading in there and saying that that vote was null and void. Okay, well, where, where do they get this authority? Why isn't that not justiciable? That's something they have nothing to do with. When it's convenient, it's justiciable. And when it's not, they just ignore it and say, not justiciable. <laughs> and that's the way the system works. And now you understand. And now you see just a very small piece of the kind of scammery, the lies, the corruption, the fundamental cheating that goes on against the people, all under the guise of this constitution and the justice and the greatest system ever. Look what a fraud it is. And so now we go from a completely laughably never ratified amendment to court interpretations of that that take us even further from any possible language. The 14th Amendment, at best, is about trying to make sure that black people are not being discriminated in the country based upon their race moving forward. That's at best what it is, okay? And now what has it been distorted into by the court? Now it's being distorted into this idea that if a guy wants to say he's a lady or a lady wants to say he's a guy or some other 85 different genders, if they want to have sex on the desk, you have to allow it. Why? Well, because the Supreme Court looks at previous Supreme Court cases and says, well, we said this in that case, and now we're saying this in this case. And it, there's nothing you can do. The people just stand around holding their proverbial you-know-what saying, what happened? Well, what happened was what I tell you in each one of these episodes happens. They incrementally screw you. And then they run around and tell you it's the greatest system ever. And the reason I'm so hard on these constitutional conservatives <laughs> is because they drain off people who would otherwise be on board. Okay? But instead, they're all brainwashed into imagining this constitution is some fantastic holy thing. It's not. It's not whatever the Constitution was, whatever it was even ever designed to be. It has been dead since 1860. You cannot fight a war to hold a voluntary union of states together. That makes no sense. And you sure the hell can't have amendments 
that are passed by having military governments inserted in to the other governments and then claim that this is the vote of the people and it's binding. It's the most nonsensical, ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. And the reality is I went to law school. They don't mention any of this. You don't hear any of this. You don't read any of the cases that matter. They make sure that the lawyers are totally confused as well. They make sure. And most lawyers, they don't have the slightest damn idea. But a lot of the judges do. And the reality is, there's a Utah Supreme Court case, Diet v. Turner, Supreme Court of Utah. And they go through all the same facts I've already given you. And that was in the 1960s. Plenty of people have known these facts. But you've never been told. They're not running on the media. It's a nonstop propaganda machine, and they all work together to take your rights. That's all they do. And the reason I have a problem with these constitutional conservatives is they run around acting like the Constitution protects it when the Constitution does not protect jack shit. Those are the facts. It's just a simple theory that it would do it, but I show you again and again, it doesn't actually work in practice. It just doesn't work. That's all. Great idea. Everyone, best of intentions. Assume whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It was a failed experiment. It has not worked. <laughs> oh, my God. People are funny. They just, they just refuse to give up their ideas, their little, their little precious ideas about the way things are. If a situation like this can't wake you to the fraud that's being perpetrated on you, nothing can. So I'm going to make that the show. I hope you've learned something that surprises you. If you have, share it with people, you know? People need to listen. People need to understand. Follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. I like Twitter. I get a kick out of uh, interacting with people on there. Hope you had some fun tonight. I will make another episode, and I will see you next time. Until then, everybody, take care. Take care.